Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and co-host Deirdre Serego bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture and entertainment. What's up everybody? Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 hello. Shazam is here. Yes, I am the prettiest Ron Russell that you'll ever see for two hours today. (laughs) I am sitting in for Ron because uh, there has been a death in the family. His family, his cousin Bertha, who was like a sister to him, who he's known since the two of them were born. Bertha's awesome. Birth is my cousin. She's amazing. Um, she unfortunately passed away yesterday. We got the terrible phone call. Um, so my father is just distraught. He's lost his best friend, his sister, his cousin, his family, his whole world, his 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 heritage. Somebody that's known him since he was a child and knows my grandparents and our family. And so um, it's a big loss to all of us. And um, so he's just taking some time. And we're Italian. And Italians, we don't, um, we mourn. Uh, and, and she will not be laid to rest until next week. So um, there's to be no happy activities, no dancing, no TV, you know, kind of old school Italian. You dress in black, you sit, you cry, you mourn, you talk about the person, and you honor them and you give them the respect until their, um, you know, body is at peace with their soul. So uh, with that said, we're going to honor that. You're just filling in. Yeah, so I'm filling in for him tonight and we're going to honor him and uh, honor my cousin Bertha and give them both time and respect that that is needed. So thank you, everybody. And I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So we have Deirdre here. We have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's going on, you two? Deirdre, it's good to have you around. I know. 
it's nice to be back. And we have a chat room full of people. Hello, everybody in the chat room. And they're asking about the video. Chad, you explain the video. Well, the whole system, whole computer system (laughs) crashed yesterday morning, and we were without a computer all day. But the pipe man, you know, put it together. You know, he didn't have to go buy a new one. He used his skill and put a computer back together. Unfortunately, we lost all our programs, and that means we had to start from scratch, had to download new programs, which have been updated since the last time we did our show. So there's certain things that changed inside the program that we haven't figured out yet. So we're still working on the video part. So you can't see video. We're going to be Skyping. We're going to see the people Skyping in, so you'll see it for the TV show. And, uh, yeah, the and replay. Now all you guys can do is just hear us, and we want to give a shout-out to everybody. We also want to thank everybody in the chat room and everybody who's, who's made such nice comments on Facebook about the death and passing of Bertha. And uh, it was really, really touching and phenomenal, and we just appreciate all the love and care and, and well wishes that everyone has sent. And... Um, and from with that, I'm just going to say, what's up, chat room? We got guest Leanne Moonraven in the chat room, Iris Ginger, Sydney Lady Lake, uh, Tristan from Australia, Tristan. Neil. I'm pretty sure Jane Yates is in there. I saw earlier, so Jane Yates. Oh, hey, Neil. Uh, um, and, and Cornelius. Uh, and Cornelius. There's a whole Cornelius. bunch of people. I don't know who they all are, but thank you so much for tuning in. We have a fun show for you guys today. We've got Young Rockers Rebel Man uh, calling in in a few minutes, and then after that, we're going to have... Um, Later in the afternoon, Joshua John Miller, anybody who's like an 80s child knows him from Near Dark. That's like considered to be one of the best vampire movies in the history of ma- vampires. And my and, favorite movie, I got to say it, uh, Teen Witch. Yes, he's in Teen movie. Witch. He was in River's I love Edge. That movie. He was in Halloween oh. 3, and he's got a new uh, film that he just wrote that's out called The Final Girls. And he's also writing and working for uh, the USA Network with a new show on the USA Network. Yeah. So should be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy busy it. It'll be who would have thunk? That's right. Who right? would have thunk? He would have. I love that expression. I heard that recently, even though it's been around for like all of God's eternity. And I'm like, thunk. That is so cool. Why have I never heard that? And I want to use that now. Who would have thunk? Chad, do you I ever use it. the word thunk? Oh, look, the rebel. Lo- See, oh, I rebel. Love we didn't Witch. say hello to rebel either. Hello, Hi, rebel. rebel. Rebel, how is that scratch on your arm? And how the hell did you get that? And That's why, right. It was like green. And why did you and put it, it on red. Facebook? Cujo. <laughs> did you need stitches? Are you okay? Did you get MRSA? What's going on? But no, I love Team. I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, wait, I'm trying to think of the song from it. Um, top that. Oh, my God. Nick and I always do it. My gay best friend. And it's so funny because we both love Teen Witch. Um, <laughs> I love the girl in Teen Witch. She's like really cool. Yeah. Chad, Robin, do you ever? Um, uh, Tuvi? Uh, oh, I don't know shoot. her name, but oh, she no. was so cute and she was in a ton of movies. Yeah, Chad, do you redhead. use the word thunk at all? Not until now. I did. A, I, I should have thunk that. But I sh- I <laughs> Who would have thunk that? Who would have thunk that? <laughs> I love that. I don't know how that came to be, but who would have thunk that? We're also going to have a bunch of new music for you guys today that's never been played on the show before, stuff that's getting ready to come out this month. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, and Deirdre has a new favorite TV show she was talking yes, about. It's called the it's called Wicked City. Um, I'm sure everybody has seen it. Uh, There's the billboards everywhere when everywhere you're driving around. It. I love it because, number one, it takes place in L.A. in the 80s, which to me was probably one of the best times in the 80s besides, uh, well, for being in Los Angeles, besides being there in the 60s and 70s, which is when I wish I w- would have been born and an adult and lived in there because that would have been awesome. Excuse me while I turn my phone off. Um, but it takes place, it's based on a true story about um, serial killer and how he um, 
meets the woman that he kills with. So it's a killing couple and they go on a, a serial killing rampage in Los Angeles in the early 80s. And that's all I'm going to really say because there's so much more to the plot. It's only the second episode, uh, which aired last night, which you can catch on Hulu or Netflix, or I believe it's on ABC. Is it on ABC? I don't think it's on Netflix yet. No, uh, it's, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, okay. And I think it's on ABC. Um, or if it's not, it's on one of the the, the prime times. And if you have uh, Roku or Apple TV, you download the, um, the app for it and you can watch either live TV or when they air the episodes the day after. It's great. So you don't need cable to watch it. I um, freaking love it. And it's it. an awesome, if you love the 80s, if you love the music, if you love everything about it, if you hated it, you might like it because you're going to despise it so much. But the acting is good. So far, the storyline is good. Like I said, it's only the second episode. So he's killed and one person guy, so far. And it's got the guy in it from, uh, from Gossip Girl. From Gossip Girl. I forgot, his name. I forgot his name too. Chat room, I'm going to rely to you on this one. You guys got to let your fingers do the walking because I don't have a computer. Lady Lake will know who it is. Yeah. It's the English guy that looks kind of like Joaquin Phoenix. He played the um, kind, like the the mastermind, um, mischievous dick on Gossip Girls. No, he was one of the young kids. No, I know. I think he played in the movie, the stepfather, the oh. horror movie, like when they did the oh, remake of it. Really? I think he, I think he oh. was in it as the boyfriend. Oh. I'm not sure. Him. I forgot his name. He's an English guy. He's great. And um, so he's killed someone so far and he just met his little partner in crime. His, so, so that's Wicked, Wicked City? Yeah. That's Wicked what it's called? City it's called. Wicked City. It's on, uh, what's today? Wednesday. It's on Tuesday nights at the eight or nine o'clock. Not sure the network. I should know, but sorry. That's okay. Go investigate, people. <clears throat> Just look Y'all it up. All you, gotta, all you gotta do is Google. I Wicked know everybody City. wants everything handed to them. I want to know uh, when, where, why. What all you gotta go do. Go look it up yourself. All you gotta do is like <laughs> Google Wicked City and yeah, it's awesome. And see. Also, we want to give a shout out. I forgot to mention Goddess. Goddess is in the chat room. We love Hi, Goddess. Goddess. Goddess, you're fabulous. Yes. Thanks for all the great yes, thank messages. Thank you for all your nice Goddess. things. Fabulous. Love Goddess. And so here's my new favorite show. What? So Ron got me watching it. He didn't know what it was. He didn't really like it, but I love it. And it's Gotham. Chad, do you watch Gotham? I do not, but I've heard uh, it's got great reviews. It is an awesome show. And basically, it's like Batman before Batman was Batman. So like wow. Jim Gordon is young. So and it's like the prequel. It's like the prequel. And all the characters in it, you know, there's like a guy and he's going to be, you see he's going to be the Penguin. And there's another guy and you see he's going to be Riddler. And there's a girl ah. and you see she's going to be Catwoman because she's only like 12, you know, but you I know she's going to be Catwoman. That. That's good. It I like those better than a remake, you know, the, yeah. something before Prequels something else. are cool. It is, and the acting in it is awesome. Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. And um, the guy from the OC, I forgot the guy. Oh, the blonde yeah, one, the blonde right? guy from the With OC, the big livery lips. Yeah, he's um, a, he's the star. He's the actual too, star of yeah. the whole thing. He plays Jim Gordon, but it is freaking awesome. And like, I'm into this whole superhero thing now. So, like, I've been watching Gotham. Arrow is awesome, which you know, as know, we had John Barrowman on the show. It's in its fourth season, and all three, the first three seasons are on Netflix, mm -hmm. and it is awesome. And now I'm also watching The Flash in Nashville. So, like, I got like five shows. I'm like totally like addicted to, and I still like. How to Get Away with Murder, but I haven't oh, watched yes. season two. Yes, you have to watch it. It's great. We're going to find out in the next, I think, four uh, episodes who shot Olivia. Is that her name, Olivia? Am I getting, what is wrong with me? See, I'm, I am taking over Braun's spot. I have the, the, the what do they call that, uh, where you forget everything, dementia. <laughs> Olivia. Yeah, Olivia. That's her name on the, on the show. It's played by Viola Davis, everybody, who just won the Emmy for it. But, yeah. So I we'll find freaking like, love that show, Me too. Me, too. It's great. And, actually, I use Deirdre as, like, my barometer, except for Gotham and the superhero stuff, because she doesn't watch that. But, yeah. like, but I need Deirdre, to. Deirdre investigates every 
every new show that's coming on and to tell me if it's like any good or not. So it's good because that way, like I only watch it if she says it's good. And I have to say Scream Queens, I'm watching by default. I know I trashed it the first day I wrote it, like watched it on in social media. I was bashing it. Um, and now I you like re- love it. No, I don't. <laughs> no, wait, let me, I stand, let me, I stand corrected. I'm not going to retract what I said because I still think it's shit. And I think it's trash, but it, I love it. With that said, I still love it. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's so contrived that it's kind of good now. And the writing is so millennial. For me, I'm not millennial, so it's kind of nauseating. No offense to any of you little millennials out there. But you got to understand us old people, you know, hey, uh, we come from a different world. But the writing is so millennial and so like social media with, with all of this, everything you see on social media with, 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 you know, abbreviations for words and, ugh, I can't take it, but yet I can't not watch it. So yeah, I don't she's know. like it's addicted. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and one other show we recommend, Damn. and this is the show Ron really likes a lot, so we'll give a, uh, like props to Ron. It's called Gigi Does It, and it's on the IFC channel, and it's about a 76-year-old lady who's played by a dude and she's like a mother a grandmother and she like her husband died and left her lots of money and she lives in boca and now she just wants to go out and meet men and get laid and all kinds of shit and it is hilarious i have to watch and that. it stars david i forgot his name uh he was in 10 things i hate about you and he's the one who did the shakespeare thing in 10 things i hate about you and he also had a tv show on friday nights where he was like a uh he oh, was the uh, that's okay he was the guy he was the guy on on uh um he was a guy on the show that his brother was in the FBI and he figured out everything with the money. Numbers. It was called Numbers. Oh, Numbers. That was good. He's a that star was of Numbers. Like David Crumholds. Sen- uh, um, seasons. And um, Jane said millennial, not minial. There we millennial. go. Hold on one second. So we've got people on the line. Uh, did you guys hit, hit your video button? Oh, video button. Um, here we go. Click. Should have a little video button, and hopefully that we can see it. We're only going to see you. Everybody else isn't, but we are. Oh, I don't see it, though. Did you hit the video button? I hit the video button. Oh, there it is. Oh, here we are. Here oh, we go. Reverb on it. You have to we lower got it. All right. Should I lower the volume? Yeah, lower the speaker volume. volume a little bit. How's that? Yeah, we're going to do a whole oh, new introduction so we can, like, we can, like, you know, fix all this. But you should be coming up any second now. So, everybody... Coming now on to the Jimmy Star show. We should have waited till that all came in. <laughs> Dave Hughes, I haven't seen you in forever. Heard from you in forever. Uh, Dave? Hey, Dad, is it? Did you see that yet? It's spinning. I see it spinning. That's like my head every day. All my head. <laughs> there we go. Ta da! All right, everybody. So, welcome now to the Jimmy Star show. We have are all three of you guys there? We are here. We are here. We have the squished together. The, we can't see the you three there. brothers, yeah. rebel man with haircuts handsome, on the Jimmy Star show calling in from Chicago, right? Yes, yeah. sir. So welcome to the show. Before we get started, uh, let me introduce our outrageous Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Hi, boys. Hello. Hey. And we got a chat room full of people. Say hello to everybody in the chat room. What's up, people Hi, in the chat room? Peace. There you go. Keep and, it PG. Uh, and we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, fellas. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Chad. Yeah, glad to be back. Good to have so you. So how about you guys introduce us so we can kind of get an idea of the people listening of the different voices and tell us who you are and what you do in the band. Uh, I'll go first. I'm Bryce, the most masculine. Um, <laughs> I am the drummer of the band. <laughs> um, <laughs> how am I supposed to top that? Uh, I'm Clayton, man. I'm 16. Um I'm better at Bryson at, at everything, and yeah, I'm the lead singer. There you go. <laughs> Hi, I'm John. 
I'm lead guitarist, and I'm just a brother. <laughs> you're the middle right? child. You two are twins, though, right or no? Yeah, these We're two are twins. twins. This is the hey, put one. your heads together so we can see how oh, you guys twins. are twins. Yeah, you two are twins. Okay, so so what happened to the hair? You guys cut off. Oh, except for except for uh, except for Clayton, you guys cut off your hair. It looks like I cut off my hair uh, probably about a little bit ago, but John recently, more recently, cut off his hair. Um, well, what's recent to you? Like last winter. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve months ago. <laughs> Yeah. So I, sort of I don't know if that's recent. That's like nine months. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of recent. What's sort recent, recent for you? Oh, mine's been gone for like two years now. Yeah. Because well. cool, now, because before when you all had long hair, you know, you well, it looked a lot different. Now you kind of like look like you might not even all be related. And like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, you I've, all been told, uh, I've been told by them I've been adopted. So yeah. you never know. Even so, though. That works. So you guys are Rebel Man. Number one, I want to like uh, tell everybody, first of all, because like you have you have two websites uh, that I saw, like one on Twitter that says rebelmanepk.com and the other one says rebelman.com. Where are we supposed to be sending people? Uh, rebelman.com. Just rebelman. Rebelman.com. All right, everybody. So if you guys want to find out more about Rebelman, go to rebelman.com and follow them on Twitter. It's at R-E-B-E-L-M-A-N-N. And um, you guys got a big thing. You're going to California next week, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm let's start with that. cold weather. Uh, how cold is it? We're in Pennsylvania. It's about uh, it's nice here. Oh, today is beautiful. It's, it's like about 70. 72. And tomorrow <laughs> actually, it's right now in cold. Chicago, it's gonna get cold. It's gonna get cold right now. It's actually really nice cold. outside. It's not cold right now. Yeah, no, right now it's actually really nice. It's like a really hot November, and I think around this time last year is when we got that big snowstorm. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So we actually all work at a golf course in town. And uh, I booked in 178 people yesterday because everyone wanted to play golf. Yeah, so we, nice there's like there's this big push of warm weather right now, but next week it's supposed to just drop back down to the, uh, you know, high 40s. <laughs> so okay, so you're going to LA and and you're going there for the Hollywood Music and Media Awards, right? Is that oh yeah, that, yes. Who are you guys bringing as your dates, and what will you be wearing? Okay, so <laughs> I am getting only you ready, one. boys, for the next you know twenty or thirty years of your career. This is what you're going to have to deal with. So we're we're prepping you. Okay, so, so I wearing. I'm the only one bringing a date because I'm the only one that has a date. Um, well, John's got a girlfriend. She just you know okay. she's just like really really smart and like really good in school. I'm not saying yours isn't really, really smart or like really, really, you know, your girlfriend is homeschooled like you. So she has the time and availability uh, to do it. Why couldn't you just let me say that? Yeah. It's my girlfriend. <laughs> Clayton knows more about John's girlfriend than John does. <laughs> I told you, I know everything all the time. All right. Okay. So Bryce is bringing a girl and what hair Bryce? I am wearing a... I'm wearing a dark gray suit, and I'm going to have a darker undershirt. I'll have a red tie. And then for the award show, she'll be wearing a red dress. So oh. I, I think we're going to look good. Good. We're going to coordinate. Red Excellent. Dress. Okay, so, so, okay, so John, what are you wearing? Even though you're going dateless, your, your date can be – actually, you don't have to go dateless, really, because if you, if you uh, periscope the whole thing – your girlfriend could watch and it would be like she was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could FaceTime and we could pretend yeah, like Yeah, a fun publicity <laughs> stunt would be to grab one fan out of the sidelines and quickly take a picture with her, give her five seconds, and then, you know, push She'll her back. Yeah, there She'll you go. Be there. Push her back behind yeah. the behind the yeah. fence and keep walking. All right, so what are you wearing to the awards? I'm wearing a black suit with a white undershirt and a black tie. Excellent. Okay, there we go. See? 
Yeah. So then we go to the Titleist lead singer. What do we got going on? You know, um, I'm not bringing a girl, nor do I have a girlfriend, because I have so many women chasing me that, you know, I can't can't make a decision, because I like being fair. There you go. I like being fair to everyone. Yes. Equality, John. Okay? That's right. You gotta respect everyone and make sure... But you you have to wear something. I can't play favorites. Look at me. I'm Clayton Mann. You still have to wear something, so what are you going to... Why don't you wear your Rebel Man superhero costume? <laughs> no, I won't be wearing that. I'll be wearing a um, black suede um, jacket with black pants and, and uh, black boots, black leather boots that... Who gave us those boots? Who ordered those boots from? Mother? Manager? Momager? Actually. They're a good boot company, so I got hey, them from Jimmy. them. <laughs> and then... um. You know, a white undershirt, standard stuff. I look so good that I don't have to wear anything fancy. Excellent. There you go. Here's what you got to do, though. Like, as you're getting more and more famous, um, and next time you say it, you'll say, I'm wearing a black Versace suit. Even if it's not Versace, who cares? Mm. You know, you just like make up something that I'm wearing Christian Dior, or I'm wearing Calvin Klein, or I'm wearing something like big. John Varvatos. Uh, John Varvatos, yeah. Okay. And that way, when they're talking to you on the red carpet, because you can't say I'm wearing a black jacket and a black suit and, and stuff like that. So yeah. that's just tips for later. If we are going into detail, I am wearing a chemical suit, and then <laughs> for the for the after party, I do have Calvin Klein pants and shirt. I'll, I'll yeah, be now you're Hollywood, baby. Now you're red carpet exactly. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You got you got Jimmy Starr over here and me. Uh, okay, so tell us what did you get? You got nominated for, and what are you nominated for? <laughs> we are um, we are nominated for the song of the month. Um, song of the month. It's uh, I can't, I'm trying to think. It's up all night. So we're nominated for up all night for the month of in August. the rock category. In the rock category for that month, because there's different months that have different nominations, and we're for the month of August. I'm pretty sure when I looked at it. So when uh, you go there, you're there like you're gonna. If you win the award, you win it for the month of August. For the rock category. No, for the rock category. I don't okay. think Bryce is bad explaining this. Bryce I, I sort of know what I'm talking about. Okay, but I sort of don't. We're nominated in the rock category for our song "Up All Night," and um, it's not for the month of August. It's okay. for you know, okay, it's for the rock category. It says for August. Okay, so <laughs> that, that's that. So it'll be yeah. like uh, there'll be there's probably twelve people nominated in that, like one for every month, and then hopefully you win for the whole year. Of the best yes. rock song. Yes. You know, Jimmy, I'll be honest with you. We, our mom, she just makes sure we look good, play well, and get on We stage. just show up. We, just, we show just show up. up. Okay? That's like, it just, it's like, you're doing this. I spoke She's like, you're doing this, you're doing that, and uh, and we're like, okay, that's I fine. We're going to. on the telephone yesterday. Your mom is an angel. She's like so fabulous, and you guys are really fortunate to have a mom who's so invested uh, in your career and for you guys to be successful alike. Because so, that's very hard. To come by parents, you know that are really like involved like that who aren't crazy. Yeah, you're lucky <laughs> yeah. to have Chris. <laughs> okay, let's be real. If you're in the music industry, can you even say you aren't crazy? Well, there you well, go. Be in the music industry. Well, actually, to be in entertainment, entertainment, you have to I mean, be crazy in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so so um, going on because we're gonna play a song in a second with you guys on here, and I want to talk about it a little bit. The fact that you guys got. Um, you made the four-year consideration ballot for the 58th Grammys for Best Rock Song and Rock Performance, and that's for Indian Land, right? Yes, yes. And that is something – I'm going to clap for myself. That's something we're very proud of. I, mean, you, I started the clap. Bryce and John, how old are you guys? 
Uh, we're 18 years old. So okay, so yeah, we're for adults. 16 and 18 to be in the Grammys categories yeah. is pretty like amazing. Uh, so yeah. congratulations to you. So we'll congratulate you also. And tell us a little bit about the song Indian Land. Indian Land. John, do you want to go into this? Because you seem to I know the most. Yeah. You know the most. You're the smartest. <laughs> um, Indian Land is a song about um, the persecution and, you know, uh, the uh, – how do I explain this correctly without um, – it's about uh, the persecution and knowing what has been taken away from the Native Americans throughout 300 years um, since the first uh, colonists came over. It's about you know explaining that um, these people were starved. They suffered death. They you know, were manipulated, manipulated and forced onto reserva- uh, reservations. Um, um, without without them really understanding, so it's really a song about um, understanding that and understanding you know one of the uh, worst massacres <laughs> in U.S. Why are you guys laughing? I'm sorry. All right, so <laughs> oh, let me go in. All right, we're not it's laughing funny. like that. We're not laughing at this because we're both going to talk and we both want to talk and we're trying to we're talking. As brothers, we disagree on a lot of things. If you can't tell. Of course, that that That's that fine. that wouldn't well, I, I, be far from being brothers. I have a question, though, in general. Are you guys from? Are you do you have a Native American like background? We do. Yes. So, um, in our family, uh, we don't know the exactly, but instead of saying um, that we're Cherokee, we probably have Blackfeet or Shawnee blood in us. Um, so we actually have ties to it directly, where we want to write about it. Um, yeah, and our, then, our grandpa, he's he's definitely he knows that he's Native American. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. That's cool. So, so the song, besides being a great song and everybody like loves it, and every, the video, which is really, really great. Uh, I mean, it has an actual personal meaning. It wasn't just like you guys picked a topic out of the air. Like it actually means something to you, your family, your heritage, and everything like yeah. that. It makes it that all that more important. Yeah, the best songs they come from personal feelings, and that's where it came from. A lot of people they don't recognize what happened to the Native American, and um, and that song was really about bringing that out and bringing the attention to it. So what I want to do, Chad. Hi, Captain. Do you have the Indian Land <laughs> song available? You know it. Um, so here's what. You guys enter. Say who you are. You introduce the song. We're going to play it for everybody. And then after we play it for everybody, we're going to come back and talk some more. Okay. okay. Who's going first? Uh, I guess You're I'll the most it. masculine. So you yeah, are. you're <laughs> the most masculine. <laughs> <laughs> introduce so, so what should I say? Should I say, uh, hey, this is Bryce Roman, and this is Indian Land. Should I say that? You just did. Uh, <laughs> not do it with feeling. All right, I'll do it with feeling. Show you it now. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is Bryce from Rebel Man, and you're gonna listen to the song Indian Land.
Chad, was that our cue? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> uh, there we go. What's up, everybody? So that's Rebel Man, and that's Indian Land, and it's an awesome song. Everybody can check it out. If you go to rebelman.com, you can see the video. It's really, really cool, and their grandfather is in the video. Right? That would be your grandfather, right? Yeah, yes, yes it would. So, I hope it's my real grandfather. <laughs> and actually... Uh, all the people in the chat room were talking about how good looking you guys were. And then I said, you're 16 and 18. And these are like over 25 year old <laughs> yeah. women. And they all wrote back. We take that back. They're charming children. That's rude. That is rude. Very sweet. Well, nowadays you have to be careful because you say somebody's good looking or you like a picture or you post a picture of somebody under 18. And, and well, Bryce and John are okay because they're like 18, but since Child you're only 16. Exactly. See, I'm okay. I can be with whoever I want now. Well, you have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend. Oh! Okay, so let's let's do a little survey. Like, if you could like go out with any person in Hollywood that people know, it has to be somebody people kind of like know. Uh, not including your girlfriends now, like, and this isn't like taking their place or anything. Are you allowed to say this? Is this okay for me to say? All you have to do is say who you think is someone you think would be fun to go out with. You don't celebrity have to say crush. like a celebrity crush. Um, who wants to go first? Um, oh god, I don't want to say Kylie Jenner. I don't know why. Okay, okay. I, I, just, Kylie Jenner is like okay. She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. No, okay. I'll, I'll, even, I'll even say she's hot. Like, the funnest person in Hollywood that I'd want to go out with would probably be, like, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. No, she seems like a really fun person to party with. Hmm? Oh, I know. That girl from um, Big Bang Theory. Kaylee uh, Cuoco, oh, sweetie. Cuoco. You know, I was in a movie with her. She's very What movie were you in? The Hollow. The Hollow. Right. Has right. Her from the yeah, and Boys. also with Nick Carter. <laughs> Kelly that's something that awesome. Um, uh, she's my celebrity crush, especially because my mom has Big Bang Theory on like every night, so I get you know I get to see my woman every night. <laughs> okay, John, I'm gonna say Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh. I would say Jennifer Lawrence. That's a good one. I, I like all three of your choices. I, like I actually that. like Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Except for the older woman. <laughs> they have a lot of experience. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> we need love too. Lately. All right, Jimmy, who's your celebrity crush? My female celebrity crush is Jenny Garth. It's always been Jenny Garth. Really? Mm. Oh, I okay. I, I, that is probably, but like she was one of the stars of the original Beverly Hills 90210 back in the 90s. Yes. Uh, I loved her to death. And, her, and she used to be married to the guy who was the dad on the Twilight shows. And if I had to pick somebody younger, I would pick Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jennifer Lawrence yeah, is Jennifer awesome. Jennifer Lawrence is cool. I like See, her. Yeah, me and Jimmy think alike. I, like, I, think the, I think the Jenner girls, the young Jenner girls are like good looking and all, but I also think they're kind of like skanky. Yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> that's why. That's why I didn't. Want, I didn't want to say that, but that's why I did want to say Kylie directly. I just don't approve. <laughs> but, but you just did again. Uh, and plus, she like you know she's like way out of my face lifts. You don't need to be getting facelifts and stuff when you're like yeah, seventeen. Botox, I mean, it's just like, like eighteen and twenty. I mean, come on. Okay, so when she's like eighty and that Botox goes away, like what's happened? Like she's, she's gonna look like a. <laughs> she's gonna look like a melted chocolate bunny. Exactly. Her face is just literally going to droop and melt and it's going to be hideous. Or she'll still be Botoxing and look like, like she's plastic. <laughs> oh, oh uh, Somebody's asking me something from Australia in the oh. chat room, so I messed up. So, okay, so also, you guys, I also know you went on a nationwide anti-bullying tour. Where did you go? We, we went, we've been to Dallas, uh, Detroit, Michigan, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um... Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and Atlanta, Georgia, and Mississippi, but I forgot what town. 
Did you guys play everywhere like that you went and did that, or do you just speaking, or were you playing, or playing and speaking? So we play uh, probably two to three shows a day at schools and talk about bullying and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, everywhere everywhere we went to, we played. Um, some of the shows would be smaller or bigger depending on what school we we're at. Like we played bigger high schools or smaller elementary schools depending on what we were gonna do. Uh, but it was a really interesting time on tour. I've never had so many ramen noodle cups in uh, a short period of time in my life. So <laughs> welcome to college. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure I got that freshman 15 while on tour. So you go. you're halfway. You're freshman ramen. <laughs> so. Let me ask you this. I think that's really, first of all, I want to commend you guys for doing that. I think it's really awesome that you go around to the schools and you participate in anti-bullying. Um, what was the reaction of the children to what you guys were saying about bullying and to just the whole program of anti-bullying? What are your thoughts on the participation of the kids that you were uh, talking to and the reactions? I think um, that... Uh, I'll take this one, guys. Okay, go ahead. I think that... <laughs> okay. Bullying isn't like brought up in schools as much as other things, and in schools they'll do it in a real soft way, like "Don't do this," "Violent isn't the answer," "La la la," and the kids, you know, they're just like, "I don't care," you know, they don't really think the teachers care. And then we bring up stories of, you know, kids who have committed suicide, kids who have had their lives changed because of it, and then like it's like kind of like you throw like they they like you put a wall in their face, and you're like, okay, this is actually a real situation. And people need to care about it. And I think it's better when we have young musicians do it because if you have a speaker who comes in who's, you know, 65 years old, talks about bullying, the kids are like, they can't relate, you know. But if you have young kids like us who have been through the same situations, then they can relate. Right. And I think that it connects with the students a lot better. So you were pretty much well received then. And did a lot of the kids share with you as well some of the concerns that that youth today has? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we'll get, like, messages on Instagram and Twitter all the time. Yeah, all the time about, you know, uh, you know, your speech really helped me. Uh, thank you for your performance. Uh, you really helped me out, et cetera, et cetera, like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, and we'll, even have, <laughs> and we'll even have kids, you know, they'll say, we started an anti-bullying club at school because of this. And, like, the best response is like you know what really impacted the students when like like a year later you're still in contact with them and they still talk with you. That's when you know you really made contact with the students. Good, I like that. Nice, good boys. I like it too. Keep that up. Okay, so who who going talking about music a little bit? First of all, you guys have a whole bunch of songs. Where do people? I know you have like a reverb. Where do people go to hear your music? Rebelman.com. Okay, so just go to rebelman.com, you guys, and you can like see, uh, see listen to it all. Um, do you guys have anything for sale, like on iTunes or anything, or no? We do have, uh, we do have three songs for sale on iTunes. Six. Just kidding, six. Just I'm kidding, corrected. six. <laughs> six for sale. As you know, I just know all this. Uh, but, so there's six for sale on uh, iTunes, and then there are some songs on uh, SoundCloud you can go listen to, which is uh, most of you probably know it's a music streaming app that you look up songs and you can play them. Um for free. I think exactly. everyone knows what SoundCloud is. You'd be surprised. That's like you asking, would be surprised. That's like asking, do you know what Netflix is? Everybody won't know. Everybody won't know what SoundCloud is. I mean, if you're under 40 or so, you probably know. But if you're over 40, you wouldn't know what you it probably is. probably don't. Because exactly. <laughs> that, that's our main audience, 50 and over. Wow. Everybody's our main audience. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Well, do you know what Netflix is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thomas' brother said, you know, you might not know. I'm the only person who, like, I can't sit down and watch, like, binge. I can't binge on shows. Like, John will go through a whole television series in, like, a week and a half. Okay. The same thing. Okay. I have seen every single episode of Family Guy on Netflix. And I think there's 12 episodes and like 12, no, 12 seasons and like 14 episodes each. So you could imagine. And it took me like a week. So what's your favorite one? I love um, it. Uh, probably when Stewie kills Lewis. I think that's my favorite oh, one. I remember that one. Like, it's a good shit. one, exactly. Except I do like um, I do like all the episodes where in the chicken, where like, I can't remember what's his name. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah really fight and like destroy the whole town. Those are my favorite episodes ever. Hi, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. We talk about chickens who fight on Family Guy. I love it how your favorite episode is someone getting killed by their own son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not why it's my favorite episode. We're getting off track. Okay, hold on. What's your favorite? Each one of you guys, do you have a favorite show that you watch? Yes. Yes. Okay. What's yes. each each person individually? Tell us the name of the show you like. I, the think, best. I think you know mine, Family Guy, of course. Okay. Um, yeah. All I mean, right, Clayton, you're up. Um, I actually have a couple. I love the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I just think he's like, he's like awesome, Jimmy Fallon. Your mom lets you stay up that late. Yeah. You think we have bedtimes? You think <laughs> my, mom... <laughs> my mom just said you think I have control over that? <laughs> All right, John. Um, what's your what else do you like? Huh. Well that's Don't you watch that House of Cards thing on No, oh yeah, I finished all of House of Cards. Good show. I haven't kept up on Walking Dead, I'm sorry. Sorry, oh, it's great. It's so good. I know. I haven't kept up. But I've also started watching Scandal, which is kind of weird. And that's yeah. a good show, too. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend made me start watching, and I can't get up, get away from it. One show we all used to watch, watch together. Um, remember that Chuck Norris show, Walker, Texas Ranger? I, I love Walker, that. Texas Ranger. <laughs> I used to watch that all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like from a long time ago. Yeah, though. You guys like, were like, that's, that's, that's probably older than me, isn't it? That's older yeah, than me. Born yet. Yeah, I know. You guys <laughs> weren't even. I know. It'd be on like one of those. It'd be on like Channel TV 7. Land. It'd be like, it'd be on, like, on, like TV, TV Land. Land. Yeah. You'd see his episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. So you're I these so... eight and 10 year olds sitting in their basement just watching Chuck Norris. All right. All right. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but TV Land used to play Dukes of Hazard. I used to watch Dukes of Hazard on TV Land when I was like eight. We've had John so, Schneider, who played Bo Duke on the show before, yeah, or Bo, whatever their name is. Are they the Dukes? Yeah, uh, yeah, Bo and um, whatever the Duke. Bo and Duke. Them. Yeah, I think it's Bo, Bo and Duke. Duke anyway. Duke, yeah. Um, all right, oh. so I got two more music, two more music survey questions for you guys. Number one, uh, who's your favorite like rock band? I don't, I don't know if you all have the same one or not, but who like who is your favorite rock band? And then, so you can be thinking about part two. If you guys could open up for any band in the world, who would you want to open up for? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Bryce, you go first since you're masculine. Uh, <laughs> okay. You just love calling him masculine. Oh, it's so funny. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I was, that's actually a really hard question. Yeah, I've um I already have my answer. Okay, I, you go, you go. I'd be ahead. I'd be really good on like family feud. Cause I'd have like all the answers. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? Because you know, Wait, what are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait. We're talking. That wasn't wait. the question. <laughs> I, I, no, I know. Okay. I know. If I could open up for any band, it would definitely be Kiss. Okay. And it, so then is Kiss like your favorite rock band also? Or like oh, who's yeah. a, 
And, yeah, and who's who, who's like someone you listen to now who's like current, who's not like a band that's been around since way before you were born? Since you were a fetus. <laughs> since I was a fetus. Since you were a glimmer in your daddy's <laughs> right. Since so, I was yet to be thought of. Okay, oh so my God. I'll, I'll, I'll take over here. I think one of my favorite bands to listen to today is Food Fighters. I've always loved Dave Grohl. Like, oh, Dave yeah, Grohl yeah. is honestly one of my amazing idols. amazing drummer, he too. He is amazing. Um, so I, I honestly wouldn't he's mind. He's masculine, up- too. He's very masculine. Mm-hmm. No, he is really masculine. I really like his beard. If I can have anyone's beard, it'd be Dave Grohl's. Okay, <laughs> and who's your favorite band? Like, that's who you'd want to open up for. Or that's your favorite band. Now, who would you want to open up for? Um, that is a really hard. I would open up for the Foo Fighters, honestly. Okay, so if I could choose for like, like, are we talking like an energetic band or like what kind of rock band? Because I, I listen to a lot. We're gonna go play an arena, and there was gonna be eighty thousand people there to come and watch this band, and you were opening up for them, so they would all be watching you. Who would you want to be? Who would it want to be? Um, Mozart. <laughs> I, if, 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 okay, he's if, if, dead. get a shovel. Yeah, bit. he's not fully dead. He's um, kind of dead. Play band, <laughs> if I could play for any band to open for, it'd probably be Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah. Um, oh no, I would open for Rage Against the Machine any day of my life. They are like, I saw. They don't even exist anymore. Oh, Clay, Clay doesn't know anymore. I do know who they are, but still, they're inter- they were. Inter- you just saw mm-hmm. them at Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza, I think it was ninety-five or ninety-six. I saw mm-hmm. them. They're great. Well, actually, I watched their uh, I watched their Woodstock performance a lot, and that that's probably one of the best concerts at Woodstock ever. Once again, another band that you know Die. before we were well, born. I, hold on, John, it's your turn. <laughs> well, you've had a lot of time to think, so. Well, there, I don't listen to much other than really. Um, what Slash is doing now with his band, The Conspirators. So that's what he's doing now. Um, but if I want to open up for any band, oh, let's see, any band in the world, I'd say Guns N' Roses when in 1990. Good. So. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, I used to be friends with Steven Adler, and uh, he was like kind of cool. He was kind of cool for like a dude who's like all messed up. <laughs> 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 he was cool for someone who you I know didn't like, have a. I feel like this interview today, we're just like baking people. Like we're just going after people. Like the Kylie Jenner thing, what you just said. Like we're no, just sort of showing what we want today, always, aren't we? We always bake the Jenners on this show, so like yeah, it's not the Kardashians, so that's like no big deal. And Steven Adler's way cool. I mean, he had a drug problem. He got over it. He, he got clean and everything. So he was really cool and everything. He's just unfortunately kind of fried his brain a little bit. And uh, but he's a super nice guy. He wrote a book. Like he wears my cl- he used to wear my clothing line, and he's like a really cool guy. So it's not a bake. I like Stephen Adler a lot, and I love Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah. they're a little bit messed up too. <laughs> <laughs> we like all the messed up people. Actually, who's not? We, uh, we, we just don't. When you guys become famous rock stars, just make sure you know you keep your mom there, so she keeps you yes, guys clean, no not doing no drugs, not doing any of the things you're not supposed to do. You know, women, but no drugs. You can have all the yeah. women you want, but just no drugs. I and think, honestly, I think I'm too cheap to buy drugs. Honestly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm so darn cheap all the time. Everyone knows this in the family. They say, Clay, you're never- so cheap. You never buy anything. I think I'd be too okay. cheap in the first place. Okay, they give so- you free drugs. That's what happens when you're a rock star. You- rock stars don't buy drugs. They get drugs. They get mm-hmm. free. Like the Nickelback song. I got my drug dealer on speed <laughs> dial. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right, so you guys, let's... let's, let's right, do- come on. Let's do some wrap-up stuff for everybody. First of all, tell everybody where to go to find your music. Okay, so if you want to listen to our music, go to our website, rebelman.com, R-E-B-E-L-M-A-N-N, and then we are on SoundCloud and iTunes, so you can find our songs on that. 
And if they want to follow you on Twitter? Um, our Twitter is Rebelman, R-E-B-E-L-M-A-N-N. And then we all have personal Twitters if you yeah. can find them. Well, um, I, I, I don't. I have a personal Twitter, but I prefer Instagram, <laughs> at Clayton underscore man. I got to take go. the ladies. And okay. Rebel Man has a tw- Rebel Man has an uh, Instagram too, right? Yes, at Rebel Man, R-E-B-E-L-M-A-N-N, band. Because do you guys do Periscope? We don't do Periscope yet. We need to do that. We need to do yeah, Periscope. It's called My Eye, M-Y-E-Y-E, that everybody's doing too. It's just like Periscope and also, of course, Snapchat. And I just joined oh. Snapchat like two days ago. Cause like Snapchat's they like the my Snapchats are amazing. No, you guys, my Snapchats are like half of your Snapchats. Are you hurting me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one thing said they're amazing. Talk about Snapchat. So Clayton is known to drink all the milk and then put the milk jug back in the fridge. Oh yeah, because I just that, drink a gallon of milk every no, day. No, so okay. <laughs> so what I'll often do is I'll, I'll get on Snapchat, I'll grab the milk jug, I'll rub to the rim and throw it as hard as I can at him and get it on video. And it is the funniest thing ever. Like I don't care if it's. <laughs> One o'clock in the morning or one in the afternoon, I'm throwing that milk jug at Clayton and getting on video. <laughs> I love it. I love brothers. All right, everybody. So check out Rebel Man. We hope you guys win at the Hollywood Music and Media Awards on, I don't know, that's Tuesday or Wednesday or something of next week, right? Yeah, yeah something like that. I something think so. like that. I hope you guys have a lot of fun at the after parties. We want everybody to go out and buy your music. Congratulations again for your uh, – getting on the four-year consideration ballot for the 58th Grammys. And uh, we're going to follow your career, bring you back again. And we always like having you guys on. Congratulations with all your success. Oh, and, and, uh, and where do they go to see your comic book figure? Uh, it's it is, being developed right now at this point. But it's there's a picture someplace, right? So you guys got to yeah. check it out. It's really cool. They got a, there's a Rebel Man superhero. There's a picture. Is it on the website, Rebel Man? It's, uh, it's on the website and on Twitter. If, I mean, Twitter, that's like a great place to reach out to us because that's, you know, that's where we check the most. Um, yeah, Twitter and, you know, the website, of course. And the, you know, the superhero, that's all about expanding the brand, of course, to make it so you guys got to check out the Rebel Man superhero. We want to thank your mom, Julie, for helping set this up. Your mom's awesome. Like, I really enjoy talking with her. Uh, thanks, so, Mom. So uh, thanks, Mom. We want to thank you guys for coming Bye, on the show. Guys. Have a great time in L.A. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Post lots of pictures on Instagram. Yeah, post lots of pictures see what you're wearing. I want to see how you guys look on the red carpet. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Thank you. They really are. Super cute. I love them. And that Little guy John brothers. is hilarious too. They are pissers. I didn't have that. Like, I didn't have brothers either. I had a sister. At least you guys get along. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm God for I mean, I have a sister, but like, we don't like hanging. Like, we never did cool things and hung out together because, like, she's not that cool. My sister and I, <laughs> we have six to seven year age difference. So at one point, it was awesome and fun. And then it was kind of like, okay, she was a, you know, tween teenager and I was like the annoying little sister. And then when I got older, it, it's been awesome. It's been, she's my best friend. She's know, my, she's awesome. yeah, she's I mean, awesome. we're like glued to the hip, my sister and I. I love her. So, Chad. Hi, Captain. So, Chad, let's do a little music break for everybody. Let's do it. All right, everybody, listen up. You're going to like this song a lot. The name of the song is The Struggle. The name of the artist is Kurt Kirsten Marilyn, and this single is going to be available worldwide on November 17th through the Spectrum Music Group. You're going to, like, love it. Um, this might be the song you were talking about Somebody in the chat room, I'm not sure that we played a little clip of it, I think. Uh, but anyway, here it goes. Uh, listen to it, love it, and it's The Struggle by Kirsten Maryland. I rely on the struggle, I'm pumping up with trouble. Oh, I feel alive when I'm climbing up. Oh, 
That's your cue. Oh. Remember when I said the audio cuts? That's your cue. Oh, well, hey, What's back. up, everybody? We're back. Yay. Ta-da. We knew that. We totally screwed the pooch. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, what a anyway, everybody, that's Kirsten Maryland. The name of the song is The Struggle. It's going to be available November 17th, and that was hilarious. Thanks, was Chad. Amazing. Uh-oh. I-, I heard you say you're plugging us back in, but I just thought that meant we were going to get, I don't know, something was uh, oh wasn't going to end so abruptly, but that's okay. We need our ITV back. That's what it is, right? My brain ain't working. How was your weekend, Chad? Did you go trick-or-treating? No, no, you worked on Saturday night. I did. We did play a little uh, gig over at the uh, Anchor Inn 6 to 9, gave away some Kenny Chesney tickets, and no, uh, we just partied there and got home early. We didn't have any trick-or-treaters, too, so that was nice. Oh, nice. I love it. What about you guys? You go out? 
yeah, Ron and I went out to um, what's that place called? The Raven. We went out to the Raven. We met some cool oh. people, and we turned all the lights off in the house so we wouldn't have to like give out candy to <laughs> trick or treaters. <laughs> 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 All right, because we were going out anyway, yeah. and uh, uh, where we live, there's a ton of kids, and there's just it's just too much because we have the dog that doesn't really like people nonstop children. barking. Roger that. Yeah, he's just he'd be barking and everything, so we were just chilling. Cool. Yeah. That would that would totally freak him out. Well, speaking of Halloween, I bought these cauldron bowls from Crate and Barrel, and I loved them so much. So I went to the store yesterday, and they were out of them. And I, you can't buy them online, so I'm opening them up online because we are on the air now. Nobody will actually got, see them, though. Oh, they're just going to see gonna, me. They can't but, see all right, well, you can hear me unraveling. Yeah, them. she's unraveling them. These oh, are really so cool. Excited. These are so cool. But if you go to Crate and Barrel, they're the cauldron bowls. They're the individual Like a witch's cauldron. Bowls. Yeah, so they're cute little bowls. How much wrapping? Actually, show it, though, right. because like, we'll use it for the TV show yeah, later. See, it. <laughs> see how cute? It's just a little black witch's cauldron bowl. They were five ninety five each on sale. And I have two, and now I just bought two more. So now we have four of them total. And I love them. They're so cute. You can have, like, soup out of them, cereal. So I use these as my, like, fall, you know, Halloween soup bowls. I would use those all the time. I know. I love them. They're so cool. But now I have four of them. So now when I go on double dates and another couple, another couple comes over, we can have um, four soup for four. How fun is that? But, um, Nicholas, are you listening? Can you hear me? My, my gay best friend. Um, Nicholas just uh, sent me a text message that he can't see me. I know the ITV button's not working, so nobody can see us, but y'all can hear us. But apparently, New Orleans can't hear us, and I don't know why that's pissing me off. I don't know either. Nicholas, hit. Uh, Nicholas! Re log in. Yeah. Well, if, well, if he can't hear us, he can't hear us. Tell him to re log in. <laughs> do, okay, let's do a voice text message. Uh, hi, Nicholas. We're on the air with you. Try to re log in or exit your browser and try to go back in. And see if you can hear us because I'm talking about you. That's right. Hey, Nicholas, what's up? All right, everybody. So let's do a quick ad. You can hear the Jimmy Star Show on W4CY Radio with the incredible Chad Murphy. Oh, yeah. You can also hear us on Saturdays at WROM Radio in Detroit, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Planet Radio Network in L.A., New York, Ontario, and London, Monster FM Radio in New York on Sundays, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, K4HD Radio in L.A., WBAD Radio in Washington, D.C. We're also Ooh. on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Ooh. iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And you can see our videos and television show on Roku, YouTube, Vimeo, and JimmyStarsWorld.com. Ooh, we are all over. And I just um, signed up, and I don't know if I did it right, uh, a YouTube channel. So I will have my own Deirdre Serego YouTube channel, Yay. English Deirdre YouTube channel. So I'll be posting um, some video and some um, things from when I used to be on this show all the time. Now I'll be on every periodically. Um, so, and I'll also be posting some other stuff up there. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our page because YouTube's kind of yeah. new for us. We haven't done a whole lot. We don't have a lot of people subscribing. So it's uh, YouTube.com slash Jimmy Star Show, I guess. Yeah. Just I think Google that's... Jimmy Star Show and the videos will come up. We've got some great ones. And uh, you definitely want to see the one with John Berriman because it's hilarious. And you want to like all of the episodes. And share them. to my eyes. You can't see me. This sucks. <laughs> you will like all of our episodes. You will subscribe to all of our channels. You will like all of our episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, we want to say, Ron and I, we're going to be at One Magical Weekend. Tickets are going to go on sale at the end of this month, June 3rd through 5th, 2016, at Walt Disney World Resorts. We're staying at the B Resort and Spa. That's the hotel that houses the whole the whole function, it's a lot of fun. And for more information, you can go to OneMagicalWeekend.com. Thanks, Ginger Irish, Irish Ginger, for putting in our YouTube page oh, in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, thank cool. you, Irish. 
Um, Irish also, rocks. Also, I have a request to ask. If everybody could go to www.woobox.com. So it's www.woobox.com. There's a contest going on. And if anybody's ever seen the Food Network or NBC's uh, uh, Food Challenge shows, my friend Michelle Vergasis is a celebrity chef and she's been on the show. We had her on the show last yeah, year. We also had her on the show last year. Well, she's doing a art of plate contest. And if you vote for her, she's under art of plate contest and you'll see all the plates of all the chefs and it goes by the chef's first name and their last initial. So it's Michelle R. And her picture is the New England lobster Benedict with vanilla hollandaise. So if everybody could Dave just put it in there. Oh, you did, Dave. Awesome. So if everybody could go to um, her picture from Michelle R. And it's the New England Lobster Benedict with Vanilla Hollandaise and like her picture. She's, I think, behind about 150 points for number one. She's number two right now. So Michelle is an extremely talented chef and we want to get her um, her winning. Uh, and we so, had a great time with her on yeah, the show. Yeah, she's awesome. She's good people. She's a good egg. So she's a good friend of mine for like... 15 years. God, I've known that bitch forever. Also, you guys, tomorrow we're going to be in New York at the uh, Agnes Vera Center for the Performing Arts, 7 to 10 p.m. for Rocket Like a Redhead, where Shane Layton is going to be performing. And uh, so if you're in New York, check it all out. And for more information, you can go to rocketlikearedhead.com. Yeah. And she'll be here tonight yep, with, with her tonight. Czechoslovakian husband. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to talk about some some movies that are coming out, and I'm super excited about them. I'm not sure if anybody... Um, we haven't seen previews for them yet, but there's the the first one that sounds really interesting. It's called The Lobster, and it's with Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss, And it's written and directed by uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. He's a Greek uh, writer and director. He's pretty well known in Greece, kind of making his way into America. He's underground known, but not super known. And it's kind of a cool story because it takes place where in this like sign of sort of dinotopian world where everybody is coupled and you're supposed to find a mate. So for those who haven't found a mate, you get sent to this hotel for 45 days with all other single people. And the objective is is you have 45 days to mate up or as the new term now is called cuff up and now we're in cuff up season because it's going to be winter. So if you don't sort of mate up or cuff up with somebody, they turn you into an animal and they release you into the wild. <laughs> oh, so wow. It's kind of interesting. It's dinotopian, so it's a little hippy-dippy-whippy. You know, it's sort of, um, it's a fun little story, I think. It's kind of interesting to see who's going to mate up and who's not going to fall in love. And, and if they do fall in love, what happens to them? And if they don't, why they choose the animal they choose and do they really become it? And Colin Farrell, who's the main character, he chooses a lobster. So if he doesn't mate up with somebody, then he's going to turn into a lobster. So I thought that was kind of fun. That seems. Why would you pick a lobster? I don't know. If you could turn into an animal, what would it be? A lion. Really? Oh, I like lions. I would be a horse. Oh, yeah, a horse wouldn't be. Chad, if you could turn into an animal, what would you be? Something that flies. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I want to fly too. I changed mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be a horse. But I want to be something that lives a long time. Like, what's a flying animal that lives a long time? An eagle? Owls. An owl? I think they live a long time, owls, don't they? I want a bigger wingspan. What's the eagle. biggest wingspan, like an eagle? Eagle, I guess. I don't know. You know what I would really like? And it's not to become an animal. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they have those like jet packs that you used to see in the movies where they hold the little hands and then they, oh, it shoots air? Oh, remember Rocketeer with Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, well, except, yeah, something like that, but the, like a modern-day version, they put the back. Because I, I saw, I like, they have that. I see it, that they have it that you can do it over yeah, water. over water. I would like one of those no, that you no, don't have to do me, every no. over water. No, 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 not me. I would not. No, thank you. I like, I'm an earth sign, Taurus. We like the earth. 
Oh, I like that. I stick but I think it'd be fun earth. to fly. It, it would be fun. But Goddess says a peacock. It. Goddess, you're already beautiful like a peacock already. Yeah. Oh, a peacock. That's a great choice. And you're talking about wingspan. So she said peacock. Oh, I was talking about we can't. Oh, I thought maybe she wanted to be a peacock. Yeah, they do. That's a stupid question. Actually, when I used to live in Fort Lauderdale, I lived in Victoria Park, and there was all kinds of peacocks running around. Yeah, they do. They would like be in the yard. You'd wake up in the morning, and the peacocks would be in your yard. I don't think I've ever seen them fly. Do they fly? I don't know if they fly. Too thin. Hey, does anybody know? Do peacocks fly? (laughs) Google it. Somebody get to Google. Never seen a flying peacock. I haven't. I haven't either. Now that you say that, Goddess says she wants to be a peacock. Goddess, you're like a peacock already, though, because you're so gorgeous. I know. I don't think they fly. I don't know. Good question. Also, they redid Macbeth, and I'm, that's one of my favorite Shakespeare. That that would be my next question to everybody. What's their favorite Shakespeare, piece of Shakespeare work of, work of Shakespeare? Um, my favorite is Macbeth, and he Macbeth is being played by one of my favorite actors, Michael Fassbender, who I love and who's so hot. Um, they, they say he's hung too. Oh, he is. I saw that movie <laughs> that he was in. I forgot what it was called. Shit. Um, yeah. Hi, Michael Fassbender. When you're single, call me because I'll be single for you too. And we. So is it going to be a modern uptake? Nope. Of they it? are keeping it true to form, so oh, it's going to be. The same story about the prophecy of the three witches that they have this vision that he is going to become the king of Scotland. And of course, Macbeth and Lady Macbeth plot and, uh, you know, all of the little uh, mischievous ongoings that go on and plotting to kill the king of Scotland, which he does. Okay. So, yeah. So it's going to be Michael Fassbender as Macbeth, uh, Elizabeth Debicki. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong as um, Lady Macbuff or no Lady. Yeah, Lady Macbuff. I forget. And then Marion, um, I can never pronounce her last Cotillard. name. Cotillard. Cot- Something like that. Cotillard. She's like an Academy Award actress. Yeah, she's an amazing actress. And I'm Cindy Lady Lake likes Hamlet. Mutilating. Oh, that's a nice one. Her last name. And I'm so sorry for that. And she plays Lady Macbeth. So peacocks do not. Oh, they do have the ability to fly. But ah. they can't fly for a long time. Okay. Most peacocks. Oh, hey, Chinzia. What's up? Hey. It says peacocks do have the ability to fly, but because of their large size, they're unable to sustain to sustain the amount of time <laughs> they can stay in speak. flight for long. All Most right. peacocks can flutter long enough to clear small gaps or to assist them in escaping from prey. I'd like to be able to do that. There you go. Then you could be a peacock. Don't they make noises, peacock? They have like a cool sound. Ah, they? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they do. They make like a weird <laughs> noise or something, I think. I'm not really sure. Screw it. I want to be Superman instead. <laughs> like a victim of credit identity theft and I was that again this week 16 years relationship with a certain credit card company which I'll not name and I go to use my card and my card's like declined and it's restricted and I look and I'm like okay there's ample like credit on it what are they talking about why can't I get in it it's restricted so I have to call up apparently um, law enforcement made a, uh, a claim that they found somebody that had my credit card and was using my credit card and I had the credit card in my hand. So apparently there's another yeah, weird running around. So I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Needless to say, I got a new card with a chip in it. And I have no idea what's going on. It's an ongoing investigation. It's extremely frustrating. And it was really aggravating. And I, it just makes me want to punch people. I think that's funny. Okay. Actually, it's wanna, just terrible. Yeah. It's just really aggravating. So that was my awesome week of dealing with that shit. How was your week? My week was good. Yeah. We had fun. Yeah. We had fun on the week. Until until yesterday, everything was great. And we're working on a lot of great guests for the show. So, like, everything is going cool. And I'm excited about, like, our next guest who hopefully is calling in. Oh, yeah. 
like he has a little bit of time. Like and um, I was looking for something I was going to promote uh, on Twitter, but I forgot. Well, you had one other movie, though, that you were oh, going to talk yeah. about. And that, well, while you're doing that, others. I'll look it up. Okay. There's one that's called Youth with Michael Caine, Rachel Weiss. Again, she's a very busy girl. Harvey Keitel and Paul Dano. Um, and it's written and directed by Paolo Sorrentino. It's about a, res- a retired orchestra conductor who's on holiday with his daughter and his film director, best friend in the Alps, when he receives an invitation from Queen Elizabeth II to perform for Prince Philip's birthday. I thought that would be a nice, interesting, hopefully intelligent piece of work that most people won't go see, sadly. Yeah, but most people I won't go see will. it, but that's good. I yes. like it. Oh, wait, Nicholas says, I have to listen on my phone, which won't allow me to chat. The listen live on my computer isn't working either, and the chat room has me as Mina. Oh, hi, hey, Mina. Mina. Hey, Mina. Mina. What are you doing, Mina? Oh, I love her. <laughs> Mina, Mina Goldberg. Goldberg. Mina, darling, what are we doing? Did you just get back from Bloomingdale's? Did you, they have good sounds? Yes, that is my name for some reason, LOL. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's up, Nicholas Mina? <laughs> Nicholas is my best friend. He's my brother from another mother. And so, I love my. So what I, was, I love me some Nicholas. Oh, is there another movie too? Uh, yeah, no? Suffragette. Really, really quick. I've heard of that one. Yes, it's taking place for the women's suffrage in Great Britain. So it's going to be Carrie Mulligan, Anne Marie Duff, Helen uh, Helena Bonham Carter, and Meryl Streep, and it's directed by. So ironically, all women, uh, Sarah Gavron, and it's also written by Abby uh, Morgan, who is most known for Iron Lady. She wrote Iron Lady. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So that's going to be nice. So that'll be something for all of us women to show the strife that they went through um, in, the, in the turn of the century uh, for women's rights. And they tried to protest peacefully, but that didn't do anything. So we women, as women, had to take our matters into our own hands and get a little violent to get what we want. So it's about the strife and the life of suffragettes and those who supported them. Okay, which so are called suffragists. Goddess says to make sure you check all three credit reports and make sure they don't open an account and have more than just your credit card. Thank you. I'm going to do and, that. And because you don't want to get your credit ruined. And yeah, Dave Hughes says James Bond is a new uh, a new film is really good. Really. And um, and I was going to tell. Uh, said, yep, it's Ace. I was oh, going to really? give a one is thing. That with Daniel Craig. Yes. I love Daniel Craig. Who's married to Rachel Weiss? Apparently Daniel Craig is supposed to have a, a big wiener too. But you He's gay. Have, yeah, who cares? I'll, I'll still take it. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I'm going to be like all the gay guys. I can turn him. Oh, there honey, you go. I can, I, I can make him I want to give a shout out too for a singer, that Lady Lake artist, um, David Martinez, who we had on the show a couple of months ago. And he's got a brand new single that's doing really well. It just came out. It's called Something Real. So everybody download it. It's a great song. Um, follow him on Twitter. Follow Lady Lake Music on Twitter. The song is great. Request it at radio and, and check it out. I think you guys will definitely be impressed. It's an awesome, awesome song. Oh, now Nicholas's guest, Nick B. What's up, Nick B? There you go. <laughs> We're going to do one more music break before our next guest comes in. Hey, Chad. I kept it. You think you can pull up the Lazy Eye one? We got it. it. Named Katie Jones. You guys, this is a brand new uh, British band. They're from the UK. The name of the group is called Lazy Eye. The name of this single is called Katie Jones. It comes out on November 17th worldwide. You can download it. It's an awesome song. And here it is. Liverpool tomorrow If you said you'd meet me at the docks I'd set my clocks and I'll be up early I'll catch a train I'll sleep against a window pane tomorrow 
Well, tomorrow I'll be gone And I'd go to Manchester tomorrow If you'd meet me in the traffic centre I'll be there in plenty of time Oh, I, you'll be mine tomorrow Well, tomorrow you'll be mine And I don't want standing ovations I'd settle for a little reciprocation Everybody, that's Katie Jones is the name of the song. The name of the group is Lazy Eye. They're out of the UK, and that's going to be available November 17th, 2015. i got to tell you, with a voice like that, he can take me home. He's probably pretty cute. He sounds hot. I wonder if he's hot. <laughs> oh, we'll have to look him up. We'll have to look up Lazy Eye, Lazy Eye Band, or I don't know what they're what what it is, but I just look up Lazy Eye Band from the UK, and then I'm sure we could like figure the whole thing out. Oh, somebody find a picture. Let's see, is he hot? Let's take a vote. Hot or not? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely from the UK, and uh, I, I think the song's awesome. It's a like it's a that. video. It's got a really bouncy, upbeat feeling. I like that bounce. You know that a lot of British bands have that like bouncy, upbeat feeling yeah. that I really like. Like everything about England is just awesome. I love England. They're the best. I country. love all the touristy stuff, like uh, uh, the place that has the like wax museum. I forgot something square. 
Oh, uh, is it McKinnon Square? No, no um, I forgot. Piccadilly Circus. Oh, Piccadilly Circus. Oh, that's not a square, oh, but Piccadilly Square. Piccadilly Square. <laughs> no, I think it's called Piccadilly Circus. Oh, so anyway, anyway, like they have a wax museum there that has like all the boy bands and everything. I loved it. Oh, I'm like cheesy. What can I tell you? <laughs> I'm probably the people. Probably London. the pe- probably the people in England can't stand all the boy bands, oh. but like I love them. <laughs> Do you like One Direction? Yeah, Harry Styles. I don't. No, I don't love One Direction. That's a little bit. Is too- Harry Styles in One Direction? Yeah, right. Yeah, he's in One Direction. Okay. I, I like the old boy sync. bands, Backstreet Boys, In Sync. You know. Oh my god, In the Sync. In the Sync. <laughs> That's what they used to call them. The, oh, I, I, I won't say what they used to call Backstreet Boys, but whatever. Backdoor. Mm. Back, <laughs> that's because about half of them play that Backdoor way. Backdoor boys or, you know, there's another word, but I won't Piccadilly say Piccadilly is circus. Oh. <laughs> Dave should know because Dave's in England. He's a British man. He's he's a Londoner or he's outside of London. I Thanks, Cindy, for telling me that Piccadilly oh, Circus not is a not a square. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm American. What do I know? I'm a friggin' Yankee. I've been there, though, a bunch of times. I, know, I just right? couldn't like, <laughs> I just couldn't remember. Trafalgar oh. is a square. Ah, oh, there you go. Okay. Well, you have so many squares in London. I don't know which square I was seeing. I didn't know I was coming or going with all these squares. I'm like, everything is, God, England's so square. London's so square. I, like, love it. Yeah, I love London. I, I love think London. it's a lot of fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to wait, like, two more minutes, two or three more minutes, and then we're going to try and call our guest if he doesn't call us. Since okay. With all the things going on, I had a hard time getting back and forth, and, and his awesome assistant was sick, and I don't know. We had all oh. kinds of problems, so hopefully this is going to work smoothly. And in, in L.A., too. So we have, for some strange reason, that, that damn time difference it just screws everything up because nine o'clock in the morning you know we're up doing business and at six o'clock they're not so it sucks i think too like you know you know what i really don't chad do you like this daylight savings time i love it like it's like dark at five o'clock like when we get off the show when we get off the show here now it's going to be pitch dark outside i don't care if the sun's up or the moon's out chad oh 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 sorry i had you on mute (laughs) (laughs) oh okay um you like daylight savings time? At what time does it get dark in Florida? Here it's dark at five o'clock. No, I don't like daylight savings. I wish they would just leave it alone and we can deal with the sun as it comes and goes. I, I agree with you, actually. Really? I don't. I'm going to beg to differ. I, mean, I, I like love... it when you get that one extra hour yeah. of sleep, you know, and if they just kept it moving it back an hour every time, maybe I'd be okay. <laughs> I don't mind it getting dark, you know? I, I really don't, especially for winter. I like that. It makes me want to go home and curl up and, you know, you just kind of want to hibernate. It's well, nice. Well, the good thing is I do wake up to the sunlight. I get up at 645 now and the sun's out, which is nice. And it wasn't before that. But to tell you the truth, I really don't care. Mm-mm. He's like, as long as I wake up, I don't care. As long as I get up, move, I'm as cool. As long as nothing's cracking and cricking when I oh. get up. As long as you don't go, oh shit, because you pull something because you got out of bed wrong. I do. As you guys notice my like cool back scratcher. Well, that's you have like broken arms. I have a. You're like the Barbie doll with with, <laughs> with, with the arms popped off. Oh, nobody can see my back scratcher. No. I have a back scratcher that stretches from like seven inches to about two and a half feet to scratch my back because I tore my rotator cuff in my shoulder and I can't reach to scratch. Mm. And uh, and so like I carry it everywhere and everybody looks at me like I'm retarded. <laughs> Everybody's Meanwhile, everybody oh. in the chat room is bitching about it getting dark at five. Be grateful you don't live in Sweden, kids. Three o'clock, it's dark. November. Cindy Lady Lake says all our flocks are wrong. Or in Alaska. <laughs> Actually, ours are still wrong too. A bunch of ours are wrong too. All of the all of all of the car clocks are wrong because who the hell knows how to change I the actually car sat clock. in the car for twenty minutes it, and figured out how to do it I in mean, the van. Yeah, seriously. You need to like Google instructions, you need to watch like a YouTube tutorial. Nobody can change You just go with your iPhone, whatever your iPhone yeah. says. I mean, seriously, these car clocks are like I need like a millennial to do it for me. And even they struggle. It's terrible. I think so too. 
I think it's unbelievably terrible. Um, so, Chad. Hi, Captain. I have a technical question for you. Technical. Hit me. If we were playing a video, could we play a video now for everybody, and then while we're playing the video, try and call our next guest? Sure. Okay, let's try that. Let's play the video for Bethany Becker, you guys. This is another single. This is a, a very young country artist. Um, I think she's like 16 or 17, and, and the name of the song is I Want Love, and it's coming out on November 17th. And uh, I think you guys will like it. It's a lot of fun, and with the Country Music Awards being tonight, Tomorrow, tonight, 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 yeah, the country music award. It's kind of like getting us in our way for the CMA. So, Chad, how about you play the song and then try and call him? Let's do it. All right. I don't want another dinner and a movie with some player who's just trying to get lucky. A guessing game If you're into me, baby It's time for you to get brave Get brave And say it to my face Put it on the line Show me you're the right guy Cause I want love that runs right through my bones A kiss that sends me out of control A heartbeat pounding in my chest A perfect night I can't forget Love that feels like a roller coaster Spins me up, down, over and over Nothing 
everybody. So that's Bethany Becker, I Want Love. It'll be available November 17th worldwide. And now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. We've got the awesome, incredible Joshua John Miller. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Uh-oh. What happened? Hello. Thank you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> How are you doing? If you could see me or not. Yeah, yes, we can see you. We can okay, see you, cool. and you should be able to see us, and we see the, the poster in the background, and you look you look dashing as ever, and we want to welcome you to the Jimmy Star Show. And uh, before <laughs> and before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my, my Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Sarego. Hey, how are you, Josh? Hello. Hi, Deirdre. Everybody, how many more people are there? Um, well, there's, there's the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, hey, Josh Chad. from West Palm Beach. How are you? Hello from West Palm Beach. Hello, hello, hello. And I'm Jimmy Starr, and we want to welcome you to the show. We have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody in the chat room. <laughs> there you go. It works. So, so here's, here's how this whole thing like worked out. I want to tell you like a little story. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, basically, like the when I started the show five years ago, I always thought it would be cool just to find people who I love their work as through my lifetime because I'm well, I'm a, a lot older than you, but like you did a lot of work in my lifetime that was really cool, and and uh, and that's how the show kind of like began. And so I always go looking for people who who maybe in the '80s or '90s did something that was super super cool that I liked a lot, um, and then I look them up to see what they're doing. Yeah. And I was so happy to see, besides the fact that you're like one of the stars of Near Dark, which most of the population thinks is the greatest vampire movie of all time. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And uh, uh, to see that, like, since since the '80s and early '90s, you've done all kinds of stuff, and you're having all kinds of success now. So I want to congratulate you on that. And we're going to talk about some of the things that you're doing now. But first, we have to talk a little bit about Near Dark and some of the River's Edge and some of that, like. That stuff that was like life changing for 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 a kid in in high school in the eighties, you know, that was like such really great stuff. And as from the female's perspective, I have to talk about Teen Witch. Oh yeah, he, she's I'm a te- she's a huge Teen Witch fan. <laughs> I when that was coming, I was wondering. No. There always has to be that one. You know, if if you don't want to talk about it, that's cool. But I did love that movie. Well, thank you, <laughs> do, thank do, you. Do, do. So Near Dark is like one of my favorite vampire movies, and Lance Henriksen's actually a friend of mine, and um, we've had him on the show, and we've had Jenny Wright on the show, and it's a phenomenal, I mean a phenomenal movie, and I watch it all the time. I even have a bunch of like autographed copies of it that I have on display. Talk a little bit about Near Dark. Like, did you enjoy it? What do you, how do you feel about being in like one of like the biggest like cult vampire films ever made, and, and, and was it fun? You know, it's interesting when you talk about like the biggest cult vampire movies ever made, the image that comes to me is about, I'd say, five years after the movie came out. Now, as you know, when it first came out, it was criticized. It did not get good reviews. Yes. It died at the box office. It had this, you know, Dilo De Laurentiis released it, D-E-G, I think it was at the point. And they had like this really terrible poster. I think it was of Bill Paxton and just like holes going through him and then the light. Not... Not really the most nuanced kind of poster I would I, I, I felt as opposed to that great one of all of us like on the ridge of the mountain. Yeah, that's a good that, one. The smoke and the shadows. That's quite beautiful. And of course I'm sure Catherine would have preferred that. But I was on the beach in Santa Monica. It was summer and I was going out with just a bunch of friends to go you know, you know, be beach bums. And this family came over to me of like twelve, like kids and you know, this father and wife and all and he said, you're in our favorite movie of all time, Near Dark. We've watched it like 
we watch it almost every other day. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Wow. This, movie, this movie is going to have a long life. It clearly has become, you know, there's a, there's a moment when you know something's become a cult classic, and that was the moment. And I didn't really understand about, like, cult classics, really, and what they really meant in terms of the culture and how movies like that ca- caught on. But it just seemed to be sort of a pattern of every movie I was ever in seemed to have that kind of following. Even and, and what's weird is that even like people in my family were part of movies like that. So it just I was like, okay, this is just part of the, you know, a coming of age. You've now entered the B movie pantheon. But a good B movie, by the way. Like high, high art. High end B, obviously. Catherine Bigelow is um such an artist. And I think working with her at such a young age, I was, I guess, 13 when I did that movie. She, you know, I was thing, huh? I was going to ask that. Yeah. Like how old you were. Well, one of the, you know, if when you watch the movie, you see like, there's such a familial relationship between everybody in the cast. And of course they all had, most of them had just come off of aliens. Right. So they already had that sort of inner, inner dynamics or interpersonal dynamics already between them all. But, she said, I want this to feel like a family, so I want us all to go out to dinners together. I want us to all go shopping together. I want us all to, you know, fill in the blank. She just constantly was trying to sort of do this method, method acting direct, direction style. And I just felt it was incredibly interesting to see somebody take such uh, a love for her actors, have such passion, and be so detailed about building the world. She didn't want to just make a horror film. She wanted to make a piece of art. That was her goal, you know, with all the levels and, you know, aspects of it. And look so. at her now. I mean, I don't know if that was one of her very first films, but, like, look at her now. I mean, now she's, like... The Hurt Locker. She's, like, superstar, like... She's a winner. Huge. <laughs> she's, and you know what? It's deserved, because she... I mean, she just, she, I mean, it's, it's evident in all her work and I just, I learned so much about like filmmaking, watching her and just all of it. So it was, you know, I was very fortunate to be a part of something so cool at such a young age because when you're that age and you're so young, it makes, it leaves such an impression and, and it sort of has always been sort of the, the compass, the North Star. So then you also, because like for me, like Near Dark and, and River's Edge, are like such like cult another incredibly huge cult classic film with a lot of people who are very very successful. Um, uh, I don't know how old you were in that. You you play Keanu Reeves's younger brother. It's a great movie. Um, that came out in like, what eighty five? No, eighty eighty eight. Eighty eight. I think eighty seven. Eighty eight. Yeah. That was a great. That movie. was a great movie. Yeah. How come another I hear movie, how come I another reverb, movie. Chad? Hang on one second, Chad. I Captain. Oh, I, I was hearing like a repeat yeah, echo. Yeah, a reverb on me. Reverb or repeat? Oh, now it's gone. Or is it back? Wait, <laughs> let me talk. No, I don't hear it. Okay, go back to oh. Let's go back to River's Edge. <laughs> go ahead. Another, another, once again, another movie that was not, it's interesting, it was, it also got a lot of bad reviews and a lot of great reviews. So it was very, it was very, as the poster said, the most controversial movie you will see of the year. But what was the controversy? What people got so up in arms about was actually a very conservative reaction. They did not feel the idea of portraying youth being so apathetic towards a death of their own friend. They felt that that was a very cynical, dark, and unrealistic view of the youth culture. <laughs> 25, 25 years later, it's very normal. normal. <laughs> now this movie, if they were to actually 
have done the movie now, it would people wouldn't even bat an eyelash. They'd be like, oh, well, with all the shootings going on and this, this is just, it's actually mild. I mean, this is just a part of society now. It's a part now of it culture. Be, now, now, I mean, exactly. I mean, this was, now would be a farce. Yeah. Or, you know, be, uh, tragically so. You yeah. know, and then people were not aware of the, the deep, utter unrest of the culture at that point about people feeling like they were in the middle class, but now the middle class was disappearing. And so the economics were like affecting the whole family. And then you didn't, weren't in the lower, you were now lower class and you had nothing. And so you had people that didn't have parents at home anymore. You had kids that were basically, you know, left alone without any supervision. It's, that's true. Also, it's funny because like Deirdre was watching Halloween three the other day, and when she was watching, I was like, "Oh, our guest on Wednesday, he's in that," and uh, she said, "Really?" and she was like looking it up, and then she looked you up, and then she go, she skipped right over the whole Halloween three thing, even though she said she likes that one a lot. I do like Halloween three, but she was like, "Oh my God, he's in Teen Witch." I said, oh, my God, that is that is her little uh, annoying. That's her brother, the annoying little. And she turns you into a dog. I love Teen Witch was just, you know, I was about, I think, the same age as she is uh, in the movie. I'm 40 now. So I think I, I came out, what, 1989? Yeah, that's about right. I was about yeah. 14 years old. So for me, you know, the whole cheesy thing of the boy and casting a spell to make him fall in love with you and you kind of feel like the odd man out and you want to be popular and you want to know what it's like to be the pretty blonde girl. So, you know, for me at that age, it was just so poetic because it was everything every little girl, well, most little girls, um, you know, thought of. And it's like... I hate to, hate to disappoint you. And every gay man, too. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Gays love witches. Yes, we do. do. My one of my best friends right now, um, Nick, is in the chat room and he's listening to our show and he's gay. He's my brother from another lover. I'm um, her stepfather. Sorry, I'm, I'm her stepfather. And, and my I'm... dad, yeah, my dads are gay. Yes. So um, you're gay. That is so cool. God, I wish I had gay parents. That would have been so much easier. <laughs> But it's true. And Nick loves Teen Witch. And we always do. I want to be the most popular girl. Oh, (laughs) you you know, every once a year in San Francisco, this is a very famous. um, They do a drag show of different movies. And Mm -hmm. once a year they do uh, Teen Witch where they do a whole show in drag of Teen Witch right before the movie. And then at midnight, the movie starts. And I went about a couple of years ago. They're doing it again this January. I had such a good time. I'm going again. Are these guys in there? No, no, we're here. You're, you're, you're frozen. Up, but can I hear you now? Oh uh, no! Now he's frozen. Now you're frozen. He's pulling oh, Walt no. Disney. Uh-oh. Shit! I wanted to hear that because that sounds. He's fabulous. coming back. He's coming A back. Drag queen, teen oh. witch. I want to bring that to New York. Chad, do we call him or does he call us? Oh wait, I'm here. Oh, yeah, oh you're here. here. Okay. Oh, we, you. hit your video button and see if the video will come back up. I think it's his. It's his internet connection. I'm not sure. Oh, I want this too. There we go. Here we Where go. Going? There you go. There we oh, go. We got to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tyson. All right. Wait. So, Josh, what were you saying about? Go back to Drag Queen yeah, Team Witch. I love this. This is fabulous. <laughs> so, but, we, um, is the door closed? Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Um, and you know they do it. it it's uh, it's going to be in January again. I think it's at the Castro Theater. In but in San Francisco, I mean, come on, it's amazing, and and there's there's not there's no greater sort of um, homage to one's work when someone's in drag playing you. That to me is like okay, I did something with my life, <laughs> you know, I made a mark. 
but it's a great show. Peaches Christ. She, I, I think he plays um, uh, Robin's character. Oh God, what's her name? Louise. Louise Miller. Isn't that her name? Yes. Yes. yes Louise. And I'm Richie Miller. Yeah. So anyway, if nothing else happens in my life from here on in, I will always have Teen Witch. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I would have. I would have loved, loved to have that, that movie. I just would have loved. So great. So great. Chad, now I hear the echo now I again. Hear on myself. I'm hearing myself twice, and I don't know if I Is this all my fault or no. no? No, I don't think so. We don't know. The computers have. Wait, been it's been so... a really weird day with computers yeah. today. I don't the know. Sound like boards were weird. The computers were weird. I think Mercury's okay. Mercury's in retrograde. retrograde. But either way, okay. So then, okay. So you were a very young, successful actor. Then you go to college. You get an MFA in creative writing. You're like a genius. You go to Yale. You write a book. The book gets made into a movie. And I'm going to skip a couple of years because I, I want to talk a little bit about The Final Girls. Yeah, me too. Which is a new movie that I guess you wrote, and it's out right now because I read the reviews on it, and I didn't find a bad review anywhere. Everybody like says this They're movie They're looking at awesome. the wrong places. <laughs> oh, I, every, every review I saw was incredible. Everybody's like, this is a great movie. Yes. I think, um, well, I mean, from the period of, I mean, do I, do I need to bridge the period of, like, you know, college to Final Girls, or you just want to jump right to Final Girls? Um, you, can I, bridge, you can bridge a little of it. I can talk about all the years drunk and doing drugs in <laughs> Iowa, if you'd like. <laughs> but um, that, get, that got old after a while. So, yeah, my, my life partner and I, Mark, who I write with, we moved back to L.A. about six years ago, and... My mom, he wanted to write movies. I was no longer interested in working in film at the moment. I just wanted to focus on plays. And he said, hey, you know, there's this. it was actually Teen Witch that brought us back. They were doing a remake of Teen Witch, and they wanted me to write it. And I went, okay, I'll take a meeting. And it didn't eventually happen, although it may happen in a different version for TV at this point. But at that point, it did not happen. And I was sort of like, get me out of L.A. because I just I like to be in another place. I like to, you know, just be away from home. My mom, you know, lives too close to where I live in L.A. And then my mom very um, smartly said, well, you know, Mark really wants to be a writer in Hollywood. So why don't you stay here and support him? Translated. <laughs> I want you here. I'm going to get you yes. to stay here. Every angle she had. And we never, we never even went back to the apartment we had just rented together in New York. So that was about six years ago. And um, Final Girls we wrote a couple years ago. And now, now, it, now it's in the world. So First of all, you've got a, a stellar cast. And I don't know how yeah. to pronounce all the names. But how do you pronounce Thaisa Farmiga? Yeah, that was good. I okay, everybody, you guys know her. She's from all like the three first three seasons of American Horror yep. Story. She's freaking awesome. And um, Malin, Ackerman. Malin Ackerman, which I just saw in a Nicolas Cage movie. Her. She's like super hot. She's Nina nice. Dobrev, you guys, yep. is in it. My favorite, Bjorn Alexander Ludwig from Vikings. Yes. yes. And Adam Devine, who he's in the uh, intern, I think. He's the guy from the intern, right? Yes, Adam. De yes. Yeah, Adam he's like one of the main guys in the new intern movie. Oh, yeah, and Workaholics, the show. Yeah, so like you gotta have a stellar cast, so it has a stellar cast. Someone um, really great. You missed Thomas Middleditch, who's the lead on um, that HBO show uh, about the computer guys in Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, Silicon Valley. Oh, there you go. It's that. a it's a it's a stellar cast, and can you like give a brief synopsis? Because like I don't I don't want to like say too much and like ruin the plot, but it's got a really cool plot. Well, oh gosh, uh, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> Without giving it away, a group of friends go to a, an old an old movie house. They're playing a 
night an eighties campy slasher film. There's a fire that starts in the theater. There's nowhere else to exit. You know, our lead girl, Max, has it in her mind that there must be an exit behind the screen. So they run towards the screen, hack through it, and as opposed to actually exiting the theater, they enter the 80s slasher movie. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) But, but, But the twist is that the woman who is one of the leads in the slasher movie is the dead mother of one of our main girl, female characters, Thaisa Farmiga. So she's reunited with her dead mother, who is a scream queen. But nice. it's not really her mother, but it is her mother. Right. right. And so it's sort of like Purple Rose of Cairo. We used to pitch it as it's Friday the 13th meets Terms of Endearment. Okay. Okay. Two different, <laughs> totally tearjerker and slasher combining the two. We can and do guess that. what? Most, baby. And most people go, oh, no way. You can't have people cry in a slasher. Absolutely. I hear pe- people constantly like are telling us how moved they are by the movie, and I'm like, that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to terrify you and make you cry. I know. I see everybody, and I know. I, I think it just recently kind of came for sale, right? Yeah. Yep. Because yep. I saw Cool Duder is this like guy I follow on Instagram and, and Facebook, and he's this guy who like lost 250 pounds in a year, and he buys 50 movies a week, and like he was like saying, this is the best movie ever. That's how I like found out how good it was, was through him. And then I Googled it for all the reviews, and like everybody you know, just gave it really, really stellar reviews. I can brag a little bit. Can I brag a little bit? Like absolutely. the moment? Yes, sure, absolutely. You know, you make a movie, right? And you, as a writer, how do I put this? It's never what you want it to be, ultimately, if you're not directing it. It always goes through some kind of alternative metamorphosis. So what is ultimately projected on the screen is hopefully the essence of your script and then something even better. And look, I have issues with some of the movie, and it didn't totally... uh, I would have preferred an R rating. I would not have preferred a PG-13 rating. But besides that, I think the idea is you finally see something brought to life, and you, you have to get to this point of like, thank you for just letting me have something in the world. Let me Thank you for just letting me have at least 50% of my vision existing within in the audi- with an audience. That being said, I think what's phenomenal is that people have really connected to the movie, even though um, maybe they'll complain there's not enough gore, or there's not enough, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. But, you know, on opening night, one of the coolest things that happened was that Quentin Tarantino was in the front row. It was at the Vista Theater here in Los Angeles. He had been tracking the movie for weeks and he wanted to see it. And of course I made sure that when the movie was over I was like right outside the theater so like he couldn't exit without like me going, hi I wrote this fucking movie, you have to talk (laughs) What's your opinion? I'm dying to know you know? (laughs) And he really really connected to the elements that I most love about the movie and that was vindicating to say the least and to just, you know, you you slay you, you work in a room if even that, you know, some tiny room in the dark, trying to write something, and then like to have the gift of having one of your idols, you know, come make like seeking out your movie in the movie theaters was like that was that was all I needed. You know, that felt like I had won the grand prize, and and the Stephen King tweet was amazing, and it was just there was so there has been so much love, and that's the best thing about it. You know, did it get as big enough release as we would have liked? No, you know, there's such a, it's so interesting that the studio was really scared to give it a big release because they don't have faith that movies headlined by women in horror will Mm -hmm. be able to find an audience. And I just call bullshit. That's not true. Women go to the movies. 
you know, stories about women are interesting to women and they're going to go see it. And you don't need to marginalize the distribution platform for a female-centric movie. I agree 100%. Well, that's why I, I want to shift think, Hollywood more into a woman's perspective and a woman's Absolutely. It, it's, 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 sexism it's, is very alive in filmmaking and it's really torturous for women and it's oh. really restricting and unfair and aggravating. Well, what they, want, they wanted, a, they, there were times when New, New Line was the first studio, it was our first script Mark and I wrote and New Line was the studio, studio and they wanted to totally strip away all the sort of feminist uh, sort of underpinnings of what created the whole movie. And it's all about female empowerment and it's all about interpersonal relationships among women. And they were trying to strip all of that really sort of like, uh, I would say really the, the, the DNA of the movie away. And we had a fight to maintain it. So you're right. I mean, the sexism in Hollywood or everywhere, really, it's not just Hollywood. Um, it, you know, look, it's a, it's a white patriarchal business ultimately built by white patriarchs. But I think things are shifting, but, but the point is to be even louder now to create that. And you have people like Paul Feig, who we've been working with on a project, who's so wonderful and champions the underdog and wants to make movies you know, about taking female comics. So they think, oh, female comics, who's going to see a movie about you know, a woman and her wedding? You know, why is anyone going to go see that movie? And then, of course, you know. Well, Bridesmaids kills it. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then, first of all, I want to tell everybody, if you guys want to know what else is going on with Joshua, you can follow him on Twitter, at Josh John Miller. The name of the movie we were talking about is called The Final Girls. I know it's for sale everywhere. I don't know, uh, does it have its own website that you can, like, or Netflix or anything? You just go to stores. I think you can go to Amazon, iTunes, wherever. Yeah, so get it everywhere. Anywhere just digital download stuff, you guys, just Google it. It's called The Final Girls. It has a really stellar, unbelievably stellar cast. Um, we've got like four, five minutes left. Uh, real quick, I know that you're also, uh, uh, I guess, with your uh, significant other, you're the co-creator of an executive producer of Queen of the South that's going to be coming out on the USA Network. Yes. You're allowed to talk about that because I don't think that's not out yet, right? Is it out already? Wait, can you repeat the question? I lost you a little bit. Okay. You have no, no, no. The South. Queen of the South. We, Queen of the South is a very famous novel from Spain that then became a telenovela in uh, Mexico, in Telemundo, and it was the highest rated, like, ever shot, you know, telenovela ever in Mexico and all through South America. And now we are, we took, not the telenovela, but we took the book and parts of the book, but we've really invented a lot of it now and have adapted it to be uh, for America on USA. It'll be out in 2016, I would say March or April, it'll premiere. It's starring Elise Braga, who if I don't, if you don't know, has been in, you know, I am, Le you know, I'm legend and she was in um, Elysium, she was the lead in. Mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, great Brazilian actress. She plays Teresa Mendoza who is basically the wife of a narco guy in Mexico. And he runs afoul of the cartel. And part of the, the rules in cartel is if you run afoul, then they have to destroy your whole family. So the first hour of the show is just her on the run to escape Mexico. And the rest of the series is going to be her arriving in America and her rise to becoming a queen pin of her own. And so it's basically the, the most crass way to describe it. It's a Latina Scarface. 
Love oh, it. Excellent. Love it though how you're doing all these shows with all these with women. strong empowered women. If you if you if you ever need a 40-year-old actress that doesn't look 40, I can play 27 <laughs> to 40. But the fact that I am considered a 40-year-old actress, you know, um hey, keep keep women in film. <laughs> Absolutely. I also think uh, I yeah. think it's uh I, I guess I'm just I'm happy that you're like member of family. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. Well, you know, I grew, I, grew, I grew up, you know, people said, well, why would you want to write, why are they letting you write this show, Queen of the South? And I said, look, this is my way in. I am not an undocumented Latina in America. But what I can identify with is that I grew up marginalized under the threat of discrimination, did not have equal rights as a gay man. These are all elements that I can identify with. I was also... Um, brought up by a lot of women. And so women in trouble and women fighting men and oppression has always been something that's like a big theme in our work and our, our sort of my interests in general in life. So I was like, I can write this because I know how to psychologically access all of that. And we all have a little queen in us once in a while. <laughs> They call they call Mark and I the, the queens of the South. That's okay. The, there you go. I love that. That's cute. I love it. So I just I want to just uh, again congratulate you. I'm so happy that your career is taking off again, and that you've been working, and that all uh, I I'm excited that we had you on the Jimmy Star Show because the stuff that you've done has really been influential and stuff that I love, and I have copies of everything, like all of them. I have them on VHS. Well, it's Still. nice now because now we can follow you as the lovely adult man that you are and the intelligent and the creative man. So now we get to see the other dynamic of Josh. You know, we know him as a child actor. Now we get to see all of his uh, creativity as an intelligent adult. So, yeah, I love it. Nice. I love it. Coming of Josh. <laughs> I love it. So we want to thank you for coming on the show because we've only got a minute left. And we want to thank um, Tyson for helping set this whole interview up. And we want everybody to follow you on Twitter at Josh John Miller. And if you guys haven't seen any of uh, these movies we were talking about, go watch Teen Witch, River's Edge, Near Dark, Meet the Hollowheads, Halloween 3, and The Final Girls, which he, he wrote and is now available with a stellar, stellar cast. And look out for Queen of the South coming out next year on the USA Network. And... Read the Mao. How do you say Mao? Mao? Mao game? Mao game, yes. Yeah, my first The Mao book. game, a novel he wrote, which is also a film, I guess, right? It is, yeah. And actually, in Mao game, the book, I talk about, it's fictionalized, but I talk about shooting near dark. You make it a oh, There you go. So we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We wish you all the best of luck. And anytime you have anything to promote, we'd love to have you back because it was uh, a lot of fun and, and love to have you back on again when uh, my husband's on the show with us because he's not here today. Hey, I, I look forward to it. Uh, keep me in mind. I will. I'll be here. I'll be writing. I'm in my writing room right now, so I probably won't be. I won't leave here for the next ten years. Okay, and say hello <laughs> to your significant other for us, and uh, that we're happy that you guys have a happy life together. And we'll talk to you soon. And good luck with everything. Thank you, sir. Bye. 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 That was awesome. That was so awesome. Yay, Chad. That was nice. Even though we had a few technical problems, yeah. that was pretty good. Chad. I'm so used to the technical problems now. I guess so, they've, too. They've just become... Son of a motherless goat! Thank you. Uh, there we exactly. go. Exactly. Oh! Yes, so you technical really problems pop just... up here and there, but you always have good guests, which makes the show good. Absolutely. You guys really do, too. Anybody who likes horror movies, you have to see Near Dark. I'm not kidding it. you. Near Dark is the best, coolest vampire movie ever. You guys have to see it. We want to thank everybody in the chat room for tuning in. Um, 
We'll keep you posted. Next week we might not be live uh, because I think that that's when we're going to be going to the funeral, but I'm not positive, so we'll keep you guys posted. And in the meantime, thank you so much for all your well wishes. Deidre, thank you for sitting in all day with us today. We love having you. And Chad, thank you for everything. My pleasure. Great show, you two. All right, you guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, punk, you're what I wanna be. Jimmy Stark, new celebrity.